Hello and welcome to the Alcohol Recovery Show, where we discuss practical, actionable steps for anyone who wants to achieve their dream of getting and staying well, happy and free from any form of alcohol dependence. Hello and welcome to the Alcohol Recovery Show. Recently, I had an email from someone who had literally just stopped drinking. They had about three days of sobriety under their belt and their question was, what do I do now? I was humbled by the sincerity of this email and it brought to mind the rawness of those first few days after reaching a decision that drinking just isn't an option anymore. Even if you have many years or months since your last drink, listen on. It might serve as a reminder of those first few days of sobriety, a reminder that can strengthen your resolve to stay sober. There might be a few points you pick up on to help someone else. So I hope that no matter how long you've been sober, you will enjoy today's episode. Those first few days of sobriety are tender and raw You might be stinging with shame and embarrassment from the last episode of drinking. Some people call this a rock bottom. Rock bottoms don't have to be on skid row, but perhaps a new low has been reached. This will be relative. For some people, drink driving might be routine. For others, the first time they get in the seat after taking a drink, they're horrified and put the brakes on the drinking and decide enough is enough. Coming to the end of the line with your drinking might be because of an ultimatum from a loved one of the shape up or ship out variety. It might be due to your child looking at you with pity or shame or a heart-rending look of disappointment. Maybe in your drunken haze you've had a moment of clarity and thought to yourself, why am I doing this to myself? For some people, it takes a full-on drama, a car crash or a devastating prognosis about the state of their health. For others, it's a progressive but simultaneous breakdown of the fabric of their lives. They end up emotionally, physically, financially and socially bankrupt. It is the end of the line for them. But you don't have to wait to let the drama unfold. If you know in the deepest, quietest part of your heart that you cannot drink safely every single time you lift a drink, it's time to take some action. I know plenty of people who've set out to prove to everyone that they can drink normally, in quotes, with devastating consequences. I've never met anyone who has decided to stop drinking and had a big drama in their lives because of not drinking quite the opposite. So if you've had an epiphany, a moment of clarity when the penny drops and you realise you need to stop, be thankful for it. It will have been painful. Letting go of all that denial is like having a huge extra sticky band-aid pulled off sensitive skin. It hurts. That hard conversation someone has had with you or your shame at seeing a video of yourself whilst drunk or being told what you did and said while drunk, in detail, by someone who definitely doesn't think it's funny, 
is crushingly shameful. All your old excuses have worn thin. They sound hollow even to you. You realise your behaviour was not okay and you need to do something about it. At this point, well done. Well done for taking responsibility and owning up. But what do you do next? The first few days can be crucial to your future. During these early days, you will probably feel dreadful. The shame, the recriminations, echoes of your own denial and anxiety will cloud those days. You might well feel physically shaky, hungover and crave a drink to ease the emotional and physical discomfort. But hang in there, it will get easier. Actually, in time you'll feel brilliant, but first things first. A note here for people who are physically addicted to alcohol. If you've been a daily heavy drinker, consuming massive amounts of alcohol, it might be unsafe to stop abruptly. So do get medical attention to help detox safely. For everyone who has decided to quit, tell someone, tell a lot of people. Most people will be pleased for you. Even if they have said nothing about your drinking, they probably have noticed it. If they care about you, they will most likely have been concerned. By telling people you've stopped, you make yourself accountable. You might think twice about lifting a drink if you'd declared to the whole world that you've stopped. So make a point of telling your family and friends that you have decided to. Next, get support. The decision might have been easy, but staying stopped will get tricky. So find people who will understand you, encourage you and cheer you on in your efforts to get sober. We're really lucky nowadays that there are loads of online groups and different types of support groups with real life meetings. So have a look online and try some out. Next, immerse yourself in as many resources as you can get your hands on. Listen to podcasts like these, watch online videos, listen to shares and stories of successful sobriety. And at Wins Press, you will find lots of free resources to support you. There are also a range of books that have literally helped thousands of people to stop and stay stopped drinking. An especially useful book for those first few days is The 10-Day Alcohol Detox Plan. Also, the book Alcohol and You has helped thousands of people. So if you find that you just can't concentrate too much to read, these books are available as audiobooks. So all you have to do is listen and absorb all that useful and uplifting information. During those first few days, be gentle with yourself. This is time to ditch the shame. It has motivated you to stop, so it's done its job, and now it's time to move on. Hanging on to shame can lead you right back to a drink. So break the chain of self-reproach, self-loathing and drinking. If you've hurt someone or you owe people money, make a plan to put things right as best you can and then let it go. Don't hang around with people who put you down or use you as a scapegoat. 
Sometimes this can happen in families. The drinker gets labelled as the problem one and people in the family get a bit twitchy when you decide not to be the problem one anymore. If they can't be pleased for you and encourage you, that's their issue. You focus on getting well yourself. The next piece of guidance is about your physical health. You might have ignored it. You might well be short on vitamins and minerals. So eat simple but nutritious food, drink lots of water and have a few treats to help you get through those first few days. You don't need to turn into the cookie monster, but a little bit of what you fancy can take the edge off cravings for alcohol. Eat regularly to avoid blood sugar crashes that can mimic withdrawal symptoms. And don't worry too much about losing weight or getting super fit in these first few days. Be gentle on yourself and treat yourself as you would a sick friend. Whilst we are talking about physical health, get a little exercise. Just a short walk outdoors will make a big difference. This last point might seem a bit negative, but hear me out. Make a relapse plan. I know you might be thinking you will never drink again. You might feel heartily sick and tired of being sick and tired. But there will come a time, sooner or later, when you might be tempted to lift a drink again. So if you do, having a plan for what you will do could be the difference between a one-off slip and a full-scale relapse that lasts weeks, months, years or even the rest of your life. So make a plan for what you will do if you do relapse. Who will you contact? What will you do? Be specific. There's another episode in this podcast series that goes into detail about a relapse plan. So if you need some help with that, that's available. You will no doubt be familiar with the term triggers. You know, those people, places, times or events when you feel a strong urge to drink. These triggers will be different for different people, but it's worth spending a bit of time thinking about how to minimise those triggers, especially in the first few days when you might be feeling very vulnerable. But the truth is, there will always be triggers. There will always be reminders or temptations to drink alcohol. But if you are secure and happy in your sobriety, you won't drink. Not because you can't, not because you have super strong willpower, but you will not drink because you choose not to drink. You might have the thought of a drink or even a strong temptation, but when you weigh up the pros and cons, you decide not to drink, that that's preferable, no matter what the trigger is. So focus on creating a happy, sober life and you just won't be interested in booze, no willpower involved. The last point I'll make today is to get some ongoing support. Check in with your doctor and ask for a general health check. Tell them you've stopped drinking. They might be able to give you information about local support groups or therapy or help you with decisions about medications for any issues you might find challenging as you let go of your anaesthetic. No need to struggle unnecessarily. So do get all the help you can. So if you are listening to this and you are in those first few tender days of sobriety, 
We're here alongside you. We understand it's hard, but you will get through. One day will lead on to the next, and before you know it, you'll be counting in weeks, months and years since the last drink. Millions of other people have done it, and you can too. So keep doing the right thing for yourself. Keep going. Many thanks for listening today. Today's episode has been in response to an email from a listener. So please do keep the messages coming in. You can use the contact page at winspress.com. There's a link in the notes with this episode. So, until next week, bye for now. Bye. Until next week, thanks so much for being here. Bye for now. Bye, bye.